0: All right, welcome to a special NFL draft edition of the Pro Football Doc Podcast. And for this edition, I'm gonna bring on a special guest, Ethan Turner, who is an injury analyst. Yes, a quote, competitor injury analyst, but I don't view that (laughs) that way at all. I think we work well, even though I've never actually met Ethan in person, I've seen his work thrilled to have him on he works with fantasy headliners and he does a rookie draft injury guide uh ethan welcome to the show
1: yeah it's it's nice to actually like uh talk face to face a little bit um we've talked on the phone a couple times but uh, this is the first time we've actually like sat down and had a conversation so i'm excited
0: yeah i mean no question we talked on the phone i'm well aware of all the, the good things that you do and um I don't know. First off, I would say uh, uh, I think what you do and and I I think some people have the impression that somehow injury analyst guys are competitive. I don't view that (laughs) at all. Um, You know, first of all, there are a lot of opinions out there in the world. Right. And I think it's just because you or someone else might have a different opinion than I do. Doesn't make me right or wrong automatically, or you right or wrong, or a bad guy. I mean, look in the draft. I mean, the NFL GMs will one guy will say this is the best player in the draft, the other guy will say no, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's what makes the world go around. And to some extent, I think people think that injury analysis is cut and dried. No, there's a there's a good amount of opinion in there. Yeah. It's not always black or white. Etc. And so I think it's uh, fine and quite honestly healthy to have uh, other different opinions. So welcome to the show. I respect your work and my guys love your stuff. Your 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 rookie uh, guide. Um, I think I think uh, they're just lazy because then you do all the work and they go. We don't have to research them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh... thank you for that.
1: That, uh, that definitely was one of the goals, uh, for me is to, uh, so can I, I'm going to talk a little bit about just what the guide is in case, uh, you know, somebody listening doesn't really know what I do. So, um, about five years ago, uh, I started getting into just NFL injury analysis and I realized that there were a couple websites that were doing injury histories for, um, you know, NFL players once they got into the league and kind of cataloging it and, and really having that data to then use and make decisions for fantasy football. Cause I was a big fantasy football guy, um, who was in PT school. And so, but what I found was that. There was no place for me to go to find injury history data prior to the NFL. Uh, we had great ways of tracking them once they get into the NFL, but there was no history data from these guys when they were in college or even high school. Um, to know if maybe there was something that they had had in their past that could impact them in the future. So, um, <clears throat> what we were finding was, or what I was finding is that I was getting really frustrated because I would find out after the fact that a guy had had an injury in the past and now he has the same injury. And everyone's like, Oh, I couldn't believe that this happened. Uh, and I was just getting so frustrated because I didn't, I didn't feel like I had all the data that I wanted to have to make decisions. So. Uh, Five years ago, I decided that I was going to start collecting injury history data for guys before they got to the NFL uh, so that we would have that data set that we could then add their NFL stuff to. Um And since then, it's basically just evolved into, uh, now I do about 100, uh, 100 plus players every year, uh, rookies that are coming into the NFL. I go back, I, I just scour the internet. It's all public data, so it's not like I'm, you know, obviously I don't have any access to their medical records or anything. But if it's public data and it's been reported somewhere, I usually have it in the guide. Um, and so now I have that data set to then use to make uh, decisions down the road. So... It's uh it's basically me just realizing that there was a, a a gap in the data and trying to fill that gap so that uh you know very very talented people like you uh can then use that data to make uh you know analysis and help fantasy players uh you know that that was my main goal when I did this.
0: How do you pick the 100 players? I mean there's going to be 200 almost 250 drafted. How do you pick the 100?
1: Yeah, so uh the whole process starts right around the NFL season ending, right when we get into the, um, you know, kind of draft season. I watch a lot of college football, so I kind of have a rough idea of which players are the most likely to be drafted. And so I start with the guys that, are pretty well locked in to being first round or second round picks. Um, and then I kind of, uh, you know, progress out as the, as the, uh, you know, preseason and we start getting, you know, insiders that have a little bit more knowledge of, you know, which players are the most likely to get drafted. I start adding them. Um, and then I do skew everything a little bit towards just fantasy football, just because that's what I enjoy, uh, you know, analyzing and that's, you know, kind of what I do during the season. So, I I prioritize a little bit more the offensive players, but I do try to get the big defensive players as well.
0: Gotcha. So uh, essentially, you're targeting fantasy interest and Thursday Friday picks, right? I mean, uh, yes. Less worry about Saturday picks, et cetera. Yes. Um, So you're from Pittsburgh. Or just a Steelers
1: fan? Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm a Steelers fan, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually from Illinois. I live right in the middle of Illinois, a uh, very, very tiny town. So um, it's about uh, 5,000 people. And actually, the town I live in is about 500.
0: So wh- why all the Pittsburgh stuff?
1: You know, honestly, uh, the Steelers are big here. Um, I think it's just because... Uh, you know, they were so dominant in the seventies. And so a lot of my, uh, older male role models are Steelers fans. And so I just kind of picked up the Steelers as, you know, kind of my go-to team. Um, while I was young and playing football, I didn't really, you know, we live about three hours away from, uh, what used to be where the Rams played in St. Louis, uh, from Chicago and from Indy. So there's no real, like, strong local presence for any team. So, Um, you know, we see a lot of Cowboys fans and a lot of Steelers fans because that's just what people, you know, grew up with, and you know the '70s and '80s, and you know that just kind of transcends down the generations around here.
0: Uh, I'm surprised that uh, the '86 Bears didn't win some people and over, and and the greatest show on turf didn't win some people over, <laughs> uh, et cetera. Yeah
1: they're definitely bears fans uh, around um when i was younger i guess and when i started playing football myself uh the steelers were you know winning super Bowls. so uh that, those are some of my first memories of really like watching uh you know football uh regularly to see a team uh, and that was you know the steelers winning in the super bowl so uh they were really good when i was young i guess i don't know i just uh just kind of took them over i guess
0: yeah well that's cool so so Appreciate what you do. And like I said, the boys use it and saves their time. And, you know, the college is more difficult because they don't always say much. I mean, heck, they're no. in some ways they're worse than hockey. At least hockey says upper body, lower body. I mean, yeah. in the NFL, I don't think it's great. I mean, uh, you know, uh, knee questionable. What does that mean? Right. And that's where yeah. the video comes in. Uh, so your research, I think, is helpful to like get a background of of where they're at, and uh, who knows, uh, you know, as you know, Sports Injury Central, we've expanded to basketball and baseball, and you know, college football is probably next. And and at the beginning, I wasn't really comfortable, uh, you know, on Twitter talking about college kids because they were amateurs, and you know, did you want yeah. mom or dad or brother or sister? And, and look, the amateurs were more likely to see what I said. I mean, the professionals, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know some that follow me, but it's like, hey, you got to grow a thicker skin. I'm saying something that, an opinion, you're getting paid millions of dollars. But the college kids, I sort of stayed away from, at least real time analysis and this, that, the other. On a, 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 a occasion, I'd weigh in a little bit. And then, you know, sometimes people would get sensitive. But now with the NIL, and they're basically professionals. Uh, I I think it's going to feel a lot more comfortable for us at Sports Injury Central to do that. Now it's just a matter of uh uh bandwidth. I suppose we could fire up the command center on Saturdays too, but I might get a divorce and, <laughs> and but we did we <laughs> yeah, have added some other yeah, I, I have added we have added some extra doctors, some additional other team physicians that have worked college football, although we haven't pushed that. So we'll we'll see. But what I do, I guess, compared to your injury guide, and I think this is where it's complimentary, is you know, I can't help but staring at the Chazier jersey in the in the background. <laughs> and to this day, um, I don't know what it was like for you, but I've never had a more when he went down, uh, even though we've all seen hundreds of people carted off in the NFL and, and so forth. Uh, when he went down, the instant he went down, I had a, a visceral feeling unlike any other that I've had for someone I didn't personally know. Right? I mean, if you know someone, you have a better, yeah. you know, a more emotion. I didn't personally know Ryan Chazier, but the second he went down, I was like, this is not good. And n- thankfully, 99.9% of the time when someone goes down or even is collared and spineboarded off, I go, ah, I think he's going to be okay. It's better safe than sorry. Ryan Shazir in, in Periscope was yeah. alive and kicking at that time. When I did that Periscope, I mean, I think my voice cracked. I felt very uncomfortable, and I felt bad for that kid and family yeah. and was very work. Look, this outcome, where he's at, I mean, that's awesome, right? I mean, the fact that – I mean, obviously, he's never returned. Yeah, I mean – Yeah, and, and so I rely on – and we rely on very um, uh, qualitative – Video analysis where a lot of your stuff is fact-based, which is cool, which is a a, a good balance And I will give you this kudo, Ethan. I certainly follow you, and Ethan's a great follow, and he does a great job. And I'm not a fantasy expert, right? You are in DFS and drafts <laughs> and whatever. Uh, and, and you know, I, I, in, in my Twitter timeline, people say, should I take this guy or this guy? I'm like, or should I play this guy or not? Well, who else do you have? I I, I don't know. I, and I've always yeah. said I'm an injury expert, not a fantasy expert. I think you're both, and so kudos for that. But yeah. the one thing I do notice about you and your stuff is – you know, I guess, um, 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 you know, uh, being uh, uh, copied is a form of flattery. You're one of the guys who <laughs> you do your own thing, and, and I appreciate that. Um, some of the others do yeah. a lot of mimicking and different things, which is okay. I mean, look, uh, there's room for lots of people out there. And um, anyway, so uh, kudos for your striking out and doing your, your what you uh, love to do. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, well, it, it's it's definitely it's like anything. Fantasy and injury analysis has exploded, and you, you you probably have seen it more than any anybody. When I started five years ago, there were maybe ten. You know, pretty prominent people doing injury analysis. Now it seems like every single fantasy website has an injury guy. Every sports, uh, you know, station has a, an injury guy. Every TV channel has an injury guy. And so, one of the things that I appreciate you saying that because one of the things I that when I started I wanted to do was where can I benefit fantasy players, but also just the the, the profession of analyzing injuries as a whole. Uh, where can I, you know, come in and what's something that nobody else is really doing and how can I become, you know, kind of the specialist at that thing? Um, I, I certainly am never going to be as good at looking at a video and telling you what has probably happened right there, uh, as you are. And to me, it's, it's redundant for me to go do that when I can just say, Hey, look, this guy, is, you know, Dr. Chow is the expert at this. He's right way more often than anybody else at that. Go see what he says about that. You know, I'm more focused on after we get the diagnosis, what does that mean for fantasy football? And so, um, you know, the injury stuff, I'm hoping with this guide that, you know, 10 years from now, we can use this data that I've collected as a way to, uh, further the, the, you know, this, um, this concept of being able to, I don't say I ever predict injuries, but I do try to predict which players are riskier. Um, we know that previous injury is our best predictor of future injury, even though it's not, you know, so, you know, perfectly, perfect science by any stretch. Um, you know, I hope that this data is useful to, uh, you know, what you do, but also what other people um that are trying to get this injury thing figured out. I really hope that we can do that, um, you know, over time. And part of it is just you have to have the data to do that. You can't just wake up and say, I'm gonna prevent this guy from getting hurt. Like you have to have some some research that shows what's the most likely thing that's gonna happen to him. Um so uh I appreciate you saying that. I, I do try to do my own thing. I don't want to copy anybody and oh, um, dude, I have seen a, a few people Yeah, Yeah, I have seen a few people trying to uh, do injury history related stuff now, uh, which is cool. You know, I've done it for five years, and you know, it's uh, I I knew at some point somebody else was going to want to come in and try to do a similar thing. But um, what I always
0: say, Ethan, what I always say is if Tesla were the only electric vehicle on the marketplace, that means electric vehicles as a concept don't work. You just have to, Tesla just has to concentrate on being. The best uh, electric vehicle yeah. out there. And look, if you're the only guy doing a, a, a injury history in college, it means nobody cares. The concept doesn't work. Yeah. If you're the only guy, so that's the way I look at it with injuries. If if, if I were the only injury guy, that means people don't care about injuries. So the fact that yeah. they care, um, and there's more, it's fine. So you touched on two points that I have to uh, I'll share here. One is. I don't know how I got to be the old guy in the room, but when I randomly started (laughs) doing this and Ethan, I don't know if you know how I randomly started doing, doing this. I mean, I got married late in life, had boy, girl twins during the season. And I thought I could continue, but then figured out that I couldn't. So I'm sitting on my couch for the first time watching and a guy goes down and they say, Hey, uh, uh, Oh, looks like he's going to be okay. He's walking off. And I'm like, no, his season's over, he tore his ACL. And my wife says to me kindly, tell it to someone who cares and sign me up for Twitter. (laughs) I had no idea what Twitter is. So when I started doing it, and and this is kind of what you're saying, I mean, when I started doing it, no one had done it. And I can't tell you the number of times in the first few years that I got fans mad at me. And that's actually why um, I say, by video appears to, because I say he tore his ACL, people go crazy. Like, you know, how do you yeah. know on your couch? And I've never hidden the fact, initially I was on my couch. Now we're more in the command center, but whatever. We're not there. We're not examining a player. And I try and make that very clear. And then all the people who shout about what I do is unethical. How's that ethical that you do this? You're a doctor. Yeah. And uh, the good news is, first of all, I vetted it with ethicist and whatever and now when there's a new person that says that I don't have to say anything the followers say no this is kind of what it is and look you're entitled to your opinion and I'm not saying I I try never to give the impression that I know for sure I deal in insider knowledge not insider information right big big difference uh, in the two so that's one thing that comes to mind so yeah I I think hopefully those battles are solved and everything can move forward the other thing is what, what, what I hear and see what you do, I, I have recurring nightmares about. Because <laughs> believe it or not, Ethan, I did that. I did that for 17 years. Well, I've been to 20 plus combines. And besides it being Groundhog Day, I did what you did. Except differently, yeah. right? I actually got the exam part, right? Which you can't yeah, get. Yeah,
1: it must be nice. And, it would and, be nice to have that. <laughs> and,
0: and I got the MRI part, you know? So yeah. literally, we, you know, see the player and, and get to examine them. And then the bane of my existence was then going over the MRIs and correlating what part of the MRI was accurate and giving all the grades and, and so forth. And really going through all 330 combine draft eligible players and grading them and then um you know there are times that they would definitely listen in the draft room and you know you'd have draft meetings and 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 i've always told the story that on draft day there are only a few people in the room there were only about eight to ten people at the what i call the 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 parents table the head athletic trainer and I were at what I called the kids' table at Thanksgiving in the corner, you know. <laughs> but but the coordinators weren't in the room, just the head coach. Uh, most scouts were not in the room. I mean, it was a – and we'd sat at the kids' table, and most years it would be very quiet. Every now and again, it would be interesting. And there were a lot of times, you know, you spend a lot of time grading someone out to the minutia. And they draft who they want to draft. And I always looked at it yeah. this way our medical grade was like a 40 time. If you say this kid has game speed and you're not worried about his 40 time, that's why you pay the big bucks as the GM. Same with injury history. I mean, it's a data point. And, you know, if you have two players the same and one has injury history, maybe you go here. But if two players aren't the same, you might take that. And so that's kind of uh, so uh, I appreciate what you do. And I know how much work it is because <laughs> I've done it in a different way before. And, and believe me, I don't want to do it again. So so kudos there. So to that end, give us a couple of your biggest surprises or takeaways like is someone going to get drafted higher or lower is your your surprises from your analysis this year
1: yeah so this year uh probably the biggest surprise for me now this is the fifth year that i've done it so i've I I primarily compare it to the other four years that I've done it. Uh, I don't have the years and years of data that um, NFL teams do. But uh, ACL tears in wide receivers this year, uh, the history is uh, staggering. Um, Right now, I've got five uh, different wide receivers uh, from this year's class that have torn an ACL. In the four years prior to this, I only had six. So we're almost doubling the data set that I have in terms of players coming into the NFL at the wide receiver position with an ACL tear. Uh, the biggest difference uh, also with this year is that those wide receivers are first round level talents. Um, we rarely see that, um, you know, especially with guys that, uh, you know, are potentially like top two or three, uh, at their position group. So, uh, you know, the, the five guys from this year, uh, Jamison Williams, uh, John Mechie, those two, uh, tore their ACLs, uh, in basically back to back games against Georgia at the end of the season. Um, We've got uh, Traylon Burks, who tore his ACL in high school. A lot of people don't know that um, because it happened in high school. Same thing with Justin Ross. He actually tore his ACL in high school. And then George Pickens, uh, who tore his ACL and then actually managed to come back this year. He tore it in the spring last year. So. Um, These are not uh, no-name guys, uh, you know, at least from a fantasy perspective. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the NFL approaches um, that specific injury and, you know, where these guys go. I do think that talent is going to overrule, you know, risk with a few of those guys, Jameson Williams. Uh, doesn't really have any other injury history of note, uh, but a guy like Traylon Burks does. And so, um, you know, and Justin Ross obviously has quite a few things going on besides that. So um, we're going to see what the NFL thinks about this.
0: Well, and here's the thing. Like, we didn't even talk about Drake London, who's coming off an injury, who probably will first wide receiver and you know we we talked about it i I think drake london's going to be fine no issues i'm pretty confident on drake london Uh, but each team will have its own impression and and the way that the teams decide and, and this is sort of what i try and share it's not just this video carny trick but all decisions are not simple and multifactorial and it's not like Jameson Williams, yes, no, right? It depends on what you are. The best example I'll give you is that people thought I was panning the Tennessee Titans when they selected Jeffrey Simmons uh, Mm. coming off his spring ACL tear. I was not panning them at all. I I have a lot of respect for Mike Vrabel. I I like him a lot. Uh, Got to know him a little bit personally. And what that told me is the... Titans, okay, if you're a team that says, I need this one player to win this year, and my window's closing, you cannot take Jeffrey Simmons. You cannot take Jameson Williams. You cannot take John Mechie. But if you're a team that's building for the future, uh, or thinking that you can get over the top with this player down the road, I pan Jeffrey Simmons' pick as not ready to play his rookie season. But, of course, mm-hmm. you draft a guy more than your rookie season. So, for example, for fantasy drafts this year, I don't think you can touch or way down the list, Mechie and Jameson Williams and whatever. But for uh, keeper leagues and dynasty leagues, it's a different story. Depends on what yeah. you're trying to do. And same for teams, right? And... uh you know they're not going to be. I mean, we've seen the videos of oh, Jameson Williams jogging in place and doing. That. I mean, yeah. the NFL is a lot harder than that. I mean, uh, I, I can't yeah. tell you the number of times that 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 like uh, okay, not banging on the Tennessee Titans, but I remember this off season, um, they they surprised me. They signed your Steeler guy, Bud Dupree. To a big contract yeah. coming off an ACL, big contract. And I was like, I'm surprised he had that big contract. And then, of course, all the video popped up, and look at how great he's doing. But like, yeah, and you see it probably too. The fine movements yeah. aren't there, and, and I was like, no, he's yeah. favoring his knee. There's no way he's ready. And he didn't look very good at all for the first three quarters of the season, and then late season he looked pretty good, and that's the natural history. So, I think judging. Um, I always tell people, judging their injury history, it's important, but it's one data point in the whole yes. picture. You know, in terms yeah. of and, what it is, it is an important data point, and it's one that we should yes. get. And it's certain what you're doing, the NFL teams do thoroughly and regularly because it's yes. important. And uh, I will say this that how the league has changed is in the past. GMs would tell me, and this shows my age again, can this guy be our left tackle for the next 10, 15 years? Okay. But by the end of my career, the question for the GM is, is he going to make it five? Okay, he's got an injury history. Is he going to make it four or five? I mean, the the long-term view of, you know, here's my guy there forever because of free agency, the GMs don't have anymore. Right. And so uh, it, it makes things that different. Um, what about quarterbacks? You had any, any thoughts on quarterbacks? I mean, do you, do, do so, you, do you look at hand size?
1: <laughs> I don't look at hand size. Uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty, I guess, fascinating debate on uh, Kenny Pickett, a, a Pittsburgh guy. So, um, you know, I don't know. You you'd probably tell me. You could tell me more about that. You've been in the in the rooms at least as far as do the NFL teams really make that a huge deal, um, or is that something that we just we all freak out about well, in the off season? And
0: well, first of all, um, you know, a lot of misinformation. We've done some videos, but you know, you measure hand size by opening up, right? And you measure yeah. from here to here. Well, he does have a yeah. thumb that doesn't open up, so he's going to yeah. measure smaller. Right? Yes. So he measures smaller because he can't do that. So he measures smaller, yeah. but you grip a football. You don't ever open hand a football. Yeah, so no, there's it's no just, There's a little bit of difference there. So I don't think his hand is as small. But then, of course, they look at data that he's fumbled and they get worried. And as you know, the NFL ball is a little bit bigger. I think the one key that teams wanted to do for sure is, at least in his pro day, can he spin it? I mean, is that like slight difference in the ball, The NFL ball being bigger Can he spin it? And if he can spin it, I don't think that his hand size is as huge a deal as people are making it out to be. I'll bet his effective hand size is bigger than his measured hand size because of that thumb issue. And and As long as they see that he can spin an NFL ball. Look, you got to understand, there's only seven draft picks, okay? And most teams only one first rounder. You have a team of four. 30 40 people analyzing them you got to have something yeah. to do right I mean,
1: yeah, lot, you know, yeah everyone has true. their
0: role and, and it's gonna be, you know so there is some over over analysis uh, there uh and so forth so do you get into any of the tro- uh, prop uh, prop bets on who's going where and and how high
1: you know, I try I try not to. I would say that Vegas is way smarter than I am. Um, there's definitely times when, you know, last year I made some prop bets on guys that, you know, I, I just thought their injury history was just... Definitely going to shy teams away. And then they, they still got taken really high and then they were hurt all year. And so uh, I do think that sometimes teams get locked in. Um, and they, you know, they want this one guy and they're willing to take the risk more than I would be willing to, to place money on it. So I don't get into that too much. Um, I do try to, you know, I have friends that do a lot of betting, and they will they will reach out to me, again, for that data point uh, when they're making bets. Um, you know, hey, what's this guy's injury history look like? Is it something that teams are going to shy away from him or even consider shying away from him? Um, you know, is this going to affect his draft stock at all? Uh, the biggest one I've gotten this year is uh, uh, David Aj- Ajabo, I think is how you say his name. He tore his Achilles during his pro day. And so um, I'm telling them that based on what i've seen and maybe you can touch on this a little bit more from the the nfl team's perspective i feel like an achilles uh injury um you know a month and a half before the nfl draft is not great um because but we're going to see how the nfl values that injury and what it says about where the nfl thinks they are in terms of rehabbing achilles tears um, and getting players back to their prior level of production um, coming off of that injury because I don't have – there's actually two in this draft class now. Master Teague tore his Achilles in college too, but it's not something you see with college kids a lot. And so uh, I'm curious to see. Master Teague is not at the level uh, – sadly, sorry if anybody loves Master Teague, but he's not at the level that David Ajobo is – or Jabo. I'm trying to say his name right, but well, we'll hopefully it we'll won't get, come get after two, me.
0: Two this. data points here, Ethan. Two data points. I don't remember how many years ago. handful. Sydney. Rice, I think his name was, a corner from University of Washington, tore mm. his Achilles at his pro day. And the Eagles drafted him, and there was a lot of chatter. He'll be full go by the start of a thing. His surgeon even came out and said he'll be running in full go by the start. But that's his surgeon, right? He's He can only yeah. put out positive news. Or I, I, We never looked at any of that. And I said – I said, it's not a bad draft pick for the Eagles, but he's not playing as a rookie, essentially. And I don't think he played at all as a rookie, maybe the last game or a little. But that doesn't mean he's a bad draft pick. If the Eagles thought at that level, you know, uh, to get basically you're trading this year's second round for next year's first round, if you think that much of the guy. Right. And uh, that's not necessarily bad. Uh, Ajabo, I think it will be fine, but not this season. Right? I mean, you can't count on much for him this season. So that factors into how you draft and what we discussed uh, before. And the other example everyone talks about with Achilles now is, you know, uh, Cam Akers. Oh, my gosh. He did great. He did great. He defied odds by coming back. But if you look at his six scores that we talked about all season – and now he's come out and admitted and said his games weren't up to what his potential is. He averaged 2.3 yards a carry. He was not explosive, yep. and I think part of where he got playing time is Daryl Henderson got injured late in the season, and Sony Michelle with his knee injury was breaking down. So he was best available, uh, et cetera. And uh, you know, kudos for his great recovery, but. 2.3 yards and in your didn't really pass the eyeball test in terms of being explosive. So I mean uh and that's a, the final thing is injury recovery is not a light switch. It's not like 6 yeah. months you're 100%. 5 months and 29 days you, you can't do anything. No, it's a slow sunrise and that was acres yeah. the it was still dawn when he was playing. It wasn't high noon. When, when he was playing, but this season, I think he'll, he'll be fine. Anyways, uh, thrilled to have you on Ethan. I, we went longer than I thought the, the kids and the wife were <laughs> clamoring, but I, I think it was worth the time it was fun, uh, chatting with you and, uh, appreciate you and, uh, and your work, anything final that you want to say?
1: Yeah, just um, if, in, if anybody's looking for the Rookie Injury Guide, you can find it at the fantasyheadliners.com. It's the first thing you see. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at um, ETurnerFF. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Fantasy Headliners is on YouTube, so all of my in-season content is on YouTube. Um, and that's that's pretty much the only thing I've, I've got to plug here. Uh, go buy the guide if you want to you know, get to know more information. I mean, uh, Dr. Chow just said the NFL teams do this, so if you play fantasy football, uh, I think you should do it too.
0: Yeah, and uh, if you notice that our Sports injury, Century Art, injury Central articles, when we uh, cover a college player and when we've used your stuff, the guys are pretty good about saying we use the injury history from yes. this. Yes, and look, and, you know, and and credit where credit is due, and and uh, they're believe me, they're writing that one sentence uh, uh, takes them a lot less time than actually doing the work <laughs> to do what you did. So yeah. I think they're happy to write that sentence, and and uh, I think so. We want to – We want to do that uh, too. All right, Ethan, thank you very much. Thanks for uh, watching on the special draft edition of the uh, Pro Football Doc podcast with our special guest here. And uh, happy draft week to everyone.